0: Jen Risley. Today's guest is the Director of Operations for the American Independent Business Alliance, or AMOEBA, which works to support local businesses. In April, it is leading Move Your Money Month, encouraging people to bank with local banks or credit unions. She'll share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you Jen, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I, I am so excited to talk to you. Thank you. Well, we're you know, you're doing some uh, amazing stuff at Amoeba. And uh, so we're, we're going to talk about Move Your Money Month. Uh, but before we get to that, will you just tell people uh, a quick overview of Amoeba?
1: Sure. So um, we Amiba American Independent Business Alliance has been around for for quite a while, about twenty years, and I've worked for them about a year, but I've known them for much much longer. Um, in our community, I live in New Hampshire. We actually started, and it's called the Independent Business Alliance. So it's it's business owners, individuals who are really passionate about their local economy. They get together and they form. A nonprofit, a lot of times. So when we formed ours, uh, maybe about twelve years ago, we got in touch with Amiva, and they were the the group of people who helped us along the way to get formed. So I've known about them for a while, and feel really lucky to work for them now and help all these other groups get started and grow and learn together. So it's it's been a really great privilege.
0: Well, it is an important movement that you're helping to um, organize, and it goes far beyond a mere buy local these days, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It does. Let's talk a little bit about Move Your Money Month. Uh, What what is Move Your Money Month about?
1: Yeah, so we celebrate, this is our second year actually as an organization trying to move this move your money movement forward. And so it's happening in April. And um, it originally started in 2008 in the Occupy movement. And it was all about, you know, moving your money from big banks to local community banks and credit unions. So um, that was really popular for a while. And then it kind of went quiet. So we wanted to bring it back. But we also wanted to add a layer of not just banking local, but investing local, because we all know that there's a lot more money that we're investing locally even if we're, you know, just have retirement funds and we aren't accredited investors that are investing a lot in in big big businesses but um, there's a lot of opportunity for us to invest in our independent businesses locally. Um, so we just want to make people realize that they they don't have to just think of themselves as consumers but they are investors and creators and and everything else that it makes us multi-dimensional people. So that's really what April's all about.
0: And you know the, it's interesting to look at how banking has changed in in my lifetime. I mm-hmm. one of my very first jobs, my first real job I often say was working at a savings and loan. Uh, oh, cool. you know, this is nearly nearly 40 years ago, back in the 80s. And, uh, you know, the the savings and loan uh, took in local deposits and made local housing and, uh, and to some extent, some commercial loans. But it was all local. That's all mm. we did. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all those savings and loans blew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're gone. Uh, now there's still some credit unions around, but but part of what's happened is those uh, the assets of that little savings and loan that where I worked uh, for my first real job are now really part of Wells Fargo mm. through a couple of acquisitions and mergers. Now it's been rolled up into Wells Fargo, this big multinational bank uh, that no longer has a particular interest in the community where I lived and worked. Uh, All those years ago. Um, What are you seeing in terms of banking and how it's changed over the last few decades?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, being in New Hampshire, we do have a number of community banks and credit unions, but even, you know, our community banks are all really hyper local, are even having to band together in order to, you know, have the technology capabilities that they need right now with cybersecurity or just. Being able to compete against Bank of America and and other larger banks, so I've seen that happen. But um, overall, you know, in our community, we're, we're extremely lucky to have community banks. We even have some banks that are uh, B Corps, so thinking about their triple bottom line. And um, you know, we're we ha- we actually have one of our local banks going to be a partner um, during move your money month. And, you know, so they're ready to kind of talk about the fact that there are so much more than a bank and, and really, you know, investing local, investing in our local businesses, but also investing in local infrastructure and housing and all the things that we need to have a vibrant community. So, while I know it's not like that everywhere, I feel really glad that I have those those partners locally that can can help me amplify the message. So I'm just what we do or what I do during Move Your Money Month is that um, we have our partners. So people have signed on to say, "Yep, I'm going to promote Move Your Money Month the whole the whole month," and then I just watch what they're doing and I create a newsletter every week, kind of grabbing what they're doing. Uh, finding resources and inspiration so that we can all kind of keep the momentum, keep the message going. Cause as you must know, it's, it's really challenging to keep the, keep the excitement up on social media and online where there's just all these other messages being thrown at people. So I feel like every year we do it, we learn more um, and we get inspired by a partner. So I'm really excited um, to have you part of move your money month this, this year. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. And then, Having um this super crowd conference happening, you know, a little bit afterwards, too. we'll just keep the keep the momentum going. so I'm excited
0: yes. well, thank you, and we're excited to have you on the program at super crowd twenty three it, it It is going to be a great event and it it brings up uh, a key topic that one of the ways to move your money is to invest in local businesses. and one of the great ways that we people can use to do that now, is through crowdfunding. And there are lots, lots of crowdfunding sites. I think few people appreciate how many there are mm. and how easy it is to find uh, an opportunity to invest in a local business in almost
1: any community in the country right now. Yeah, a lot has changed definitely in that arena.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the tools that I recommend to people is a a, a website called King's Crowd that yeah. allows you to do an instant search. And you can search for uh, all of the crowdfunding offerings that are available at any moment in time. Huh. And you can search by all kinds of different criteria, including uh, the location. So you can oh, find that's the great. offerings near you. And it might be on a, you know, some of those offerings are going to be on WeFunder, right? On mm-hmm. a platform that you're familiar with. But some yeah. of them are going to be on, a platform that you've never heard of uh you know I don't want to insult anyone by by naming a name now but there there mm-hmm. are literally dozens of crowdfunding you know investment crowdfunding sites um you know some of my favorites for local investing are honeycomb credit where mm-hmm. it's almost always dead and there's a and there are others as well so it's it's a great tool um and that's an effective way to uh, move your money to a local
1: thing right mhm absolutely and and the amount that you feel comfortable with you know there's lots of options so there wasn't it wasn't the case you know 10 years ago so it's really fantastic and um one thing that we're talking about right now is actually um we call it choose indie sustainable month. So we're talking about co-ops and triple bottom line businesses, which will kind of lead us to next month. But just the fact that, you know, um, cooperatively owned businesses are a way for us to also move our money when your co-op has a member loan campaign. Um, it makes it really, really easy for you to, to invest some of those dollars locally and, and oh, actually sure. like be able to walk into that business every day and, and get that benefit instead of you know someone who might be down the street or in the other town or in the other state it really makes it um, so much more tangible to do that. Yeah.
0: That's a great great point. Um so Jen uh y- you shared your uh story of kind of creating the the local uh, nonprofit to focus people on buying and investing locally uh what was the trigger for creating that? What what got you interested in these issues of local independent businesses?
1: Yeah, that that is a really great question. It was like an evolution. It evolved. I was a teacher for some years and then I left teaching and started working for a business incubator and that's really where I got really jazzed up about the local economy work.
0: Yeah. Uh, That is fascinating. Um, Tell us more about that transition from teaching.
1: Yeah. I mean, being, I I taught fifth grade um, and it was the best work Mm -hmm. ever. Um, It taught me how to multitask and uh, (laughs) yeah, keep everything in order. And so I became a much better um, everything from, from that experience. And then, you know, working for a local business incubator, it was really great to connect with the local entrepreneurs and be able to um, just see what they what they needed. And then developing workshops and programs that met their needs um, was really a, a fantastic opportunity. And that's when I got um, really interested in forming a food co-op in our community. So that is kind of what sucked a lot of my energy and enthusiasm in from working with all these locally owned businesses to trying to create a um, local food co-op that was going to boost our local food system.
0: Yeah. So did that come together? Did you get that
1: co-op off the ground? uh, 10 years ago this month. So it's been wildly, fantastically uh, successful. So we feel really, wow. really excited about that. Yep. After a lot of a lot of years, a lot of people making it a go, but um, about let's see, three years ago we expanded right around COVID. Um, but it was just amazing that we could go from you know opening a store to expanding seven years later surviving COVID and then thriving and, and uh, able to celebrate on the other side of everything. But um, yeah, it's been a really great, great opportunity to see that the co-op model can work, even though, and it's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. But what a, what a great thing that the value that must bring to your community. Um, tell us a little bit about your community there in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah. So we have, you know, we're small, but we're considered a city. I live in Key, New Hampshire, which is in Southwest New Hampshire. Um, and I live right, you know, a three minute walk from downtown. So I'm very lucky to be able to walk and and bike to work and, you know, being able to bike and walk to our major, you know, grocery store, which is a co-op that all of us, you know, 4,000 people own. Um it's just, yeah, it's a fantastic place to live. I moved here. Um, I used to live in New York State. Came here for graduate school, Antioch University, um, and that's where I, you know, got my degree to be a teacher. And uh, yeah, it's it's really been. I felt really lucky to find this place. Um, I thought I would come here to New Hampshire and study and then leave, but um, this is. A place that kind of grabs you in because if you want to volunteer, if you like to do work, community work, um, there's always lots of things that need that need people um, rolling up their sleeves and and doing the good work. so it's it's a good place for me.
0: Yeah, well, that that is wonderful. You know, I imagine that you can see in your small city the impact of your work in a fairly vivid way. Right, The the impact on the community from the co-ops and the local investing and, and local banking, all of that, you can see kind of the effect that that has. In a large city, it may be harder to see, but the effect is just as real, don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I you know it's easy to forget that, especially because I've been here for, you know, like 15 15- years now. So you kind of, I think it's easy to underestimate under things. And so especially during COVID, because you weren't having those direct interactions with people. But the other day I went to an event and people were, you know, just coming up to me and be like, oh, I read that article about X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I, I have some things to say. And and I always am just really surprised about that because you feel like you aren't making a difference or that your, your message or your 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 vision or mission is kind of getting diluted, but there are people who are listening and there are opportunities to make a difference. So it's always great to be reminded of that.
0: So Jen, you have accomplished and done so much. What is your superpower?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think my superpower is finding the connections between things, meaning connections between um different uh pursuits or different silos or different um uh movements so it's hard for me to stay in one lane so i might have started in local food and farming but i can see the bigger connections and why you need to bring in local business owners or why you have to think about housing or crowdfunding or local banks or whatever it might be, like every aspect of local economy, I get really excited about. So um, my job at Amoeba is perfect because we have nine campaigns throughout the year um, from from banking locally and investing locally to triple bottom line businesses, to Black-owned businesses, to Pride Month. So it, it lets me kind of explore all these different niches and then find all the connections between those niches to just make us all better um so yeah I think I feel like that's my superpower taking also like learning from social media it can be a time suck for a lot of people for but for me it's my it's my opportunity to do research and connect with people and build relationships so I feel like that's something that I'm able to do pretty well
0: Yeah, that's important. That's important. Well, you know, this is a great superpower that you're talking about being able to connect these different concepts. Uh, It's relatively easy. You know, we started the conversation with this idea that it's easy to see uh, kind of the value of buy local. But if we stop with buy local, we miss out on some of the other opportunities to help build our local community from banking local and and uh, investing local, say, through crowdfunding and participating in co-ops. So it's interesting that you've developed this uh, ability to bring these uh, adjacent ideas together, to connect mm-hmm. them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell us, can you, can you think of a specific example where you brought some ideas together like this in a way that had an outcome that you're excited about?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I think one that's been that was a surprise to me was um in October we did our very first um shop indie art month. Um so it was all about artists and artisans and it was just pretty impressive to see how that um you know brought in placemaking, brought in permaculture, brought in pretty much every other topic that we are talking about, but on the lens of people who are creating things um, and, and just expanding that to just not just uh, supporting people who are called artists, but supporting you as a creator of things that that was, I feel like um, while we started that momentum last year, I feel like it's going to be a lot stronger now with people thinking themselves as like, I'm an artist, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's creating things in my local economy, in my community in, you know, X, Y, and Z ways. So I feel like that's been a, that was a really great opportunity to kind of stretch myself and, um, and how we do these campaigns.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Now, Jen, I think a lot of people that are listening are thinking to themselves, oh, I see, this is a powerful skill. And I've done that once or twice. I can think of an example, but I'd like to do it better. I'd like to be able to make these strategic connections of ideas uh, better, more effectively. As you think about your experience doing this, what would you offer as a tip to help people Mm -hmm. learn to do this better?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, it's like finding that topic. I love to do research. So finding that topic and having some kind of tangible outcome that you have to have at the end of, you know, a month. So for me, it's been, I write an article for our local weekly, you know, free paper once a month. Mm -hmm. And, And that just keeps me really honest with, okay, I'm going to learn more about local investing this this month, and I'm going to write an article that's really accessible to our whole community, um, not just for you know people online that are looking to learn more about local investing, but really trying to bring someone in who's not even thinking about it. Um, so that makes me you know do some research, write some things, and then revise, revise, revise. Um, and then you know have to produce something at the end of the at the end of the month, and then the next time I come around to that topic again a year later, then I have to think about well how am I going to make this relevant, and not just the same information over and over. So I've had a whole year of kind of finding things on Twitter and Facebook and my colleagues and people like you, and just having all these notes that I can go back to. So I think it is like that um, being a lifelong learner. Um, using social media in ways that, you know, you're using uh, hashtags or, yeah, you're just not using social media as a way to kind of distract yourself, but you're using it as a way to learn uh, new and creative ideas from, from people you've never um, connected with before. So that's that's kind of how I've done it. And it's it's just a lot of fun to do it that way.
0: No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. What a great uh, set of suggestions. I really appreciate that. Well, Jen, again, we're excited to have you come speak at uh, Supercrowd23. And it's exciting for me as the host to be thinking about how uh, crowdfunding, investment crowdfunding can be a tool for so many different things from allowing people to invest in solutions to global problems like climate change and global public health and social justice, and also such a powerful tool for helping people build local communities. And Absolutely. we all, we 100% of us live in a local community, right? And so there's this opportunity for all of us to be conscious now about uh, investing in our communities. And, and so often there are opportunities for us to invest right in local businesses. So it's, I'm excited awesome. for you to come and talk about that topic.
1: Oh, well, thank you for the opportunity, Devin.
0: Before we wrap up, Jen, I wonder if you would take a minute and uh, talk about uh, how people can learn more about Amoeba, your work in North Carol- uh n- North carolina in New, New Hampshire
1: sure <laughs>
0: I was thinking about some friends that are doing local <laughs> investing in North Carolina that's horrible but uh <laughs> in New Hampshire you've got uh, you've got your your nonprofit you've set up your co-ops tell us a little bit more about how people can connect into all of that work that you're doing how they can follow you on social media how they can email or you or connect you if uh whatever works for you tell people how to how to do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think the easiest way is just to to go to amoeba.net and that's a-m-i-b-a dot n-e-t. Also, you know, follow us on social media or send me an email at jenrisley at amoeba.net because we love to connect and, and hear more from people.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. You're doing such important work to build communities and to create a model for everyone to follow for investing more, spending more locally, and building up our own local communities. And uh, I want to see you succeed with that. I want to wish you every success because we all benefit when you are successful.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devinthorpe.com. Then, let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.